Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Rad Dad Brett here with another episode of The Rad Dad Show. Today, Christian catches up again with J.P. Wasson, lead singer from The Discarded, a band he plays in with his two sons. We last spoke with J.P. over a year ago and checked in again to chat about the band's pandemic sessions, their upcoming project The Get Goes, and of course, dad stuff and challenges faced during the pandemic. Enjoy our follow-up with J.P. Wasson of The Discarded on The Rad Dad Show. So uh, let's just kind of start. Who are you? Hi, I'm Joel. I'm from the band The Discarded. Uh, it's, uh, I guess, a garage punk rock inspired rock and roll band with myself and uh, two of my sons, Jared and Caden. Two of your sons. So how long have you been going going with this? With this we guy? started uh, February 2016. Uh, we, we got together. Well, we started when they were born, but we started the band uh, at that particular time as sort of an outlet. They were 13 and uh, 16 at the time and uh, we've been at it since then uh, four years I guess or coming up on five years next year on, in February we put out uh, three albums and an EP and uh, we just recorded another one that we finished over this pandemic kind of a really weird project that we did kind of a concept album where we're pretending to be another band and uh, yeah just been writing away and playing away and the latest that we did was since we can't play shows we went into a studio and we recorded three live sets of us playing and filmed it okay so like so that's so what can you kind of talk about that so that was yeah the, the, the live pandemic sessions is it- yeah yeah so we since we're a rock and roll band it doesn't you know there's a lot of people who are streaming and doing stuff but it doesn't really lend itself to a, a loud rock and roll band or a punk band etc uh, that we are and we did a few but it's like one Thing on a phone or like a zoom like this right and, and so it sounds like <laughs> so we just wanted to maybe have something that was a little more uh sounded like us or could sound like us playing live so we went to a place in uh, fort erie actually uh it had a studio so they could mic it all up and they had uh, three or four cameras and we did three sets and the idea was we ran first one we did our first and set songs from our first and second album uh, the one that we're releasing uh, next friday uh, December 11th, we did uh, songs from, uh, we did we released last year an EP uh, and uh, an album in November when I last chatted with you. So we did songs from that. And then the last one, we did brand new songs and songs from this upcoming release of stuff that we recorded. So unrecorded stuff, I guess. And the idea basically is that at the end of it, we want to take it and kind of, it's like three sets, I think it's about 37 songs or 27 songs, 37 songs. We're going to do 15 songs into a live album from there. Okay, that's cool. What, um, you know, is that, so, uh, sorry, man. <laughs> okay, just. <laughs> uh, so go back to, you mentioned something about doing the different band. What was that about? Well, yeah, we, uh, so when we, when we, uh, we went into this, to do this latest album we decided to do, because, you know, people go, people don't listen to albums and all this sort of stuff. We decided to make a concept album. So we pretended to be an entirely different band. It's the discarded as and we just said we could kind of let go of being whatever and whatever. So it's this arc of this story of this fictional band called The Get Goes. Okay. And so is this, is this something you did just recently? Or is this? Well, we started it actually. We started it uh, October of last year. And we just didn't finish it till last month. The oh, other thing is right all the other stuff that we've done is we'd go into a studio as the discarded. 
we do our whole album like three days, right? Like just play live off the floor, maybe and do the vocals afterwards and do a couple overdubs of guitars and maybe a keyboard on the last album, like just to fill stuff on sort of real gritty 60s keyboard. This one, we, we, we uh, have 12 songs. It tells this arc of a story. And in between, there's these little vignettes with talking parts and Jarrett wrote like other music that doesn't sound like us at all. So it's about the band's like a heavy garage rock band, punk band like us at the beginning. But the singer guy gets he, he gets into his head from the record company and he wants to go off and be this teeny bopper thing. He wants the band to mellow out and have really, you know, like sappy music. And the rest of the band's going, screw this. We don't want that. And they kind of go their separate ways. So it's kind of like the rise and fall of this fictional band called the Get-Go's. And it tells us it's almost like a radio play or a, we're thinking we, we did a cartoon for the cover. And we're going to like uh, probably do it like an animated film as opposed to even like releasing it as like us and our faces and that. Oh, that's fun. I like that. Is, yeah. so, is that, so how did that kind of come about? Is that something that, um, I guess I, I, the question I'm trying to ask really is like how, who writes the songs? So, you know, you're here because we're on the Rad Dad show. You're a dad. You have a band with, with your, yeah. your two kids. Is that... Is it a collective kind of thing? Is this idea? At the beginning, sure. I, I wrote most of the songs in the beginning because I was like, here's some simple songs for you guys to play, you know, learn how to play your instruments. They've been playing for six months when we recorded the first album. They got really good. Like, <laughs> actually, they've, you know, surpassed me. You know, they took to it. Uh, Jared's an amazing bass player. He took piano theory and bass and that. And he's like coming to me and challenging me, Dad, you got to do this. And it goes here. So we write really collectively now. Sure, I come up with, say, the vast majority of the words and the songs. But even now, like Caden, we'll go down and we'll jam. He'll do a drum beat. We did it yesterday. And we write a song together down in the basement. And Jared, same thing. And then Jared will take it and he likes to go away and write these really intricate metallic bass parts that are different than just playing the root notes in that. So it's really like at the beginning, yeah, me, but uh, in the last album, two albums, it's it's been like all of us kind of together. And then next things, all the other songs we've written were all like just us jamming in the basement over a riff and then me kind of, okay, here's the structure. So we work very much together. And that's I, the cool thing for us is that you start to, you're, you're their dad, but you start to deal with them more as a peer and share that music thing that you do, uh, that you did with, say, other friends that you had. And, and just that euphoria or, or that amazing connection that you can get through playing together as a band, right? right. Yeah, I have that. Getting back, it was very much, uh, yeah, we just, Jarrett writes all the music that's the, in, I, I wrote the majority of songs of the songs that are the song part of the songs that we did kind of together and everyone added their part. I said to him, you're going to do all the middle parts. I'm not even going to be there. You go home, take your keyboard stuff, right? And, uh, you know, work out what you want. So he had, like, really sort of not, like, sounding like us at all. Like, there's a sort of jazzy stuff and keyboard stuff and just atmospheric stuff because they're ambient music that's under some of the little one-minute talking bits that go in between songs. It's we even brought in a backup singer, and he does a lot of, like, different stuff on there, and we... You know, we just, we just, we, we, we put a horns on some songs and stuff. Like we got, like it goes a whole different gambit of stuff than we normally sort of do. Neat. How, like, so who's the, whose idea was for the get-go is that concept album? Like I'm a huge fan of, um, I, I like albums, you know, like yeah. now well, we, we tend to see, and I think most kind of punk people do or rock and roll, like love, love the album piece. I see with, uh, I'm a school teacher. I see 
and even have, have a son who just turned nine and see that they consume music a lot differently, right? It's like kind of yeah. like the, the SoundCloud kind of bits. It's just, it's not really, it's more singles and things like that. Oh, absolutely. I love yeah. the, I love the idea of like a concept album, you know, with, with the art, with the, I, I kind of always relate it to like Dead Kennedys when it, if you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they always have yeah. like the, the collage art for each song. Yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah. a whole concept to me. And it, it was, yeah. I, I, yeah, I really love that idea. Wait, like, whose idea was that? Yeah, we just didn't want to be, well, me, because I kind of have a theater background, but like well, every, all three of us were kind of on board with it. Because even when I said like, well, I don't think people are going to like this, right? And and they were like, screw it if they don't like, let's just do it, right? You know, <laughs> it was kind of how they were, right? They were like, I'm like, well, should we just release one album of just the singles? They're like, no. Who knows this? If they want to get into it, they can. If they don't, they don't want to. Like, I'm second guessing it more than they are, right? You know, because some people are going to go, concept album, what are you guys thinking? But we were just like, no, nah, we're doing it. And, they, and 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 one of the things that they're like, that even Jared's like, you should just release the thing. No no gaps where you can take it and do different songs. You just got to listen to the whole thing or not if you want, right? And I go, well, I'll let them pick individual songs. <laughs> like an individual song. But like, you know, it does work. You can pick individual songs and like a song that's on it. But we do have a, actually a, a, a version of it that, because it flows right together, there's no gaps in between songs. Like one song kind of goes into another, goes into the talking part, kind of overlaps each other, like a movie soundtrack almost, right? So that's the idea of it and that. So yeah, that was, uh, I came up with the overall arc. I, I, I was just looking back on it. I, I wrote it, I finished writing it. It was funny, I wrote like four or five of the songs over my Christmas break, not last Christmas, but the Christmas before. And then we've been working on it since then and kind of fine tuning it like the, what the words were in between and the script, et cetera. And Jared doing his parts. And then we, we practiced the main songs for like six months before we went into the studio and actually laid down the main songs and then took another up until March to record the regular song part of it. And then we were going to go in and do the, the vignette parts and the pandemic happened. So we bought a unit, recording unit, did those at home and sent the tracks to the guy to mix it all, mix it in studio for us. And I even did like the voiceovers and the music. We did it all here in our house in the basement on this new recording unit that we had. Nice. So what does that look like? Like, what's the, the conversation? I'm assuming both your boys live with you still? But uh, one just moved down. He's got a girlfriend. He's been living with her for uh, for a couple of years. He's 21 now. Right. And just just to give you the idea of this guy. He finished school. He uh, goes, okay, I'm going to go to university, but I'm going to take a couple of years off. And he worked, uh, you know, just doing some online claims, adjusting for uh, some stuff. Worked for two years. And then he goes, dad, I'm going to move. I'm going to move in with my girlfriend. And they got an apartment. And he goes, and then like just this year, he goes, you know something? I want to live in a big city. Uh, I could rent or I could buy a house. I've saved enough money. I'm like, what? You saved enough money on a minimal wage job by 20 years? Yeah. And he goes, I think it's probably better that I buy a place than, you know, rent a place. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll co-sign. Go get, go buy a place, right? <laughs> it was like, that's the sort of guy. He's like a 40-year-old, 20-year-old, right? You know, like he's an old soul. That's the way the guy to describe him. Man. So it's it's sort of wonderful. So he doesn't hasn't been living with me for about a, a year and a bit now because he lives with his girlfriend. Sort of thing. Oh, okay. Well, what's it look like, like in terms of like, do you guys do bad practice once a week, twice a week? Like, what, what is that? Well, we used to do it like right up until October. We used to do it uh, about once a week, yeah. And 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 if we've got a project coming up, we'll do it a bit more often. Now we're we're kind of doing the the like yesterday, no, the day before. Kate and I went down. We recorded, got an idea, 
recorded a song. I overdubbed it on that unit. And then I'll send it to Jarrett and he'll write his bass parts. We're more, because of just what's going on, we're more of a studio band now, right? Because we can't come out and play. So this is probably a new thing for us at this point, right? So uh, we'll see what the world is like when we come out of this. But I, I'm just saying, we, we uh, did a tour this time last year. Uh, we did 12 shows in probably six weeks, maybe even more, I think, if I look at uh, maybe 13 or 14. Half the venues are closed that we played. And half of those venues that closed were some of the best ones. They had like a great stage, great sound, great lights, but you know, like Barrie, Toronto, uh, Hamilton, I can keep going on, London, like all the Southern Ontario, all these clubs that were seminal clubs that had been open for 30, 40 years, like Call the Office at, you know, Nirvana and, and, and Arcade Fire, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, played this place and it's gone, you know? And, and uh, this ain't Hollywood and Hamilton. Seminal place. We opened for Teenage Head there last year, right? And it's like, it's gone, right? And it's just, they were just amazing places. That was the level of band that we're at. If you play a place that's 100, 200 people, this is where you play. And you want to play on a place that has a great PA and a great atmosphere and a, a storied history of people who come down and watch bands there. And they're going away right now. So it's it's really kind of a sad thing that's going on at this point. So you know, uh, you know, we'll see where things stand, but I, I think it's going to be really hard hitter bands that are a particular level, like these big bands that can get into the, say, the Alma Combo or say the Horseshoe, these, uh, either a legacy act or a larger band that tours, and they, they're set up for live streaming and concerts at a high level like we kind of did with this pandemic sessions. A band at our level, we're going to have to probably organize that ourselves and because they're not saying, hey, come on down to the Horseshoe that holds 500 people who are you? You know, we don't put on garage punk bands unless you're like got some of a large following at this particular point. Right. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. We kind of see that here, you know, places closing. It's that's, that's one of the things I miss the most. Like that was my social thing, you know, going to shows, I would go, you know, at least once a week, almost, you know, that, uh, that that's gone. It's kind of taken away. I I don't see my friends because of it. It's like, whoa. The question is, where's it going to be when it comes back? So, I guess we're re-examining, like, you know, when it happens, we're going to probably want to do a release, probably. We're putting out these pandemic sessions to say, look, we we, we play live. Here we are. Come and watch us for free. You know, we don't really, you know, come and see what we do. And then from that, we'll put on a live album. And then we've got this other album, like I said, that I talked about that we want to put out in the probably the fall, maybe even early next year if we put out this live album and probably play a show. But I guess the idea might be that we'll play a larger show and fewer as opposed to, a whole bunch because there isn't a whole bunch of places to go play right at the moment and i'm sure there's going to be a bit of a lineup of people going hey because first we want to play the air when it gets back open again this is going to be it so we'll, we'll do a larger show and maybe with this particular thing we'll we'll put it on with the extra musicians and that and, and put it on like play the whole hour thing through and have the little recorded bits in between us playing the songs and that so yeah. I, I think that's probably what we'll do and then that particular point you know uh you know but we'll practice that way and come together for that sort of thing we're going yeah. to our Beatles studio years <laughs> it'll be, it'll be interesting to see for sure you know yeah um it's going to maybe talk a little bit about the, the parenting stuff. Any new parenting challenges because of this pandemic, do you think? Well, of course. Because, uh, some of it are particularly, when it first kind of went, some of it our age is kind of going a bit more seriously. Like, you know, this is a bad thing. We need to do this. 
we live in Orangeville, which it wasn't an epicenter for what was going on. So it was hard to impress upon them that, hey, this is what's going on, right? Uh, especially a 17 year old or an 18 year old going, I got to stay in and not see all my friends. What's that about? That's bogus. We're not sick. And even if we do, we'll get over it. You'll die. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, that is some of the mentality that goes on. My guys are good. Uh, you know, the funny thing was what you kind of talked about. Uh, we had just done, like I said, those 14 shows. We finished up the recording. We were recording while we were doing those 14 shows. We were pretty burned out playing and recording and that. We're like, let's just finish up this recording and we're not going to go out and play. So it kind of coincided at the same time for us that, hey, we were going to do that anyway. Uh, So outside of that, you know, we miss going to a restaurant, you know, that sort of thing. We have a small bubble of people like, you know, it's our family. That's who we hang out with. Uh, You know, even when things got, uh, say, in the summertime, they went, okay, we're opening up a bit more. We were more like, well, does that mean it's mandatory that I go out and hang out with a bunch of people? No, not really. So, you know, we'll wear our masks. We'll go out. I go to the grocery store, you know, uh, you know, we'll go to work and do uh, do my work. And they, we have sort of protocols there that we need to do to sort of do that. But, you know, overall, uh, we have a small bubble of people that are oh, going out to go swimming. And, you know, OK, at a certain point, it's like, yeah, you hang out with your girlfriend. That's fine. That's our bubble. Her, her family isn't out socializing with a million people right so you know uh and and i hang out with my family so that's pretty well what we do sort of thing uh, you know the lady who sang backup on this recording you know she was within our bubble but she lives by herself so you gotta get take those risks those factors and how they approach it and and same with our children and that's what we do uh you know uh, the younger two are back to school uh and that's a whole but there's all the stuff there but they're pretty good about i wear my mask i do this this is what we do we sanitize our hands you know we that sort of thing right uh we're not going to large massless uh events with people all packing we're just not doing that you know that one guy opted not to play hockey this year because it was kind of bogus for him anyway because it was just three on three or four on four intramural right and he'd been yeah. playing you know select hockey and going around and playing all things they go, okay take a year off you know and then we'll get back to it when when the world gets a bit more normal so yeah from a parenting standpoint uh it, you know we've we've adapted and it hasn't you know i'm not gonna say it hasn't impacted us but it hasn't impacted us to the set extent i think if I, we were uh an individual living by myself in a house i could see or an apartment or in a basement it would be it'd mentally it'd be a lot more challenging than well, we're a family of four kids and, and a dad and, and, and that sort of thing where you do have that interaction. Yeah. So that kind of provides you with that support. Eh? That sort of yeah. Support. And, you know, we, we, we get, right, we get along. So we play games and we, <laughs> you, know, you know, even the other night I was surprised. They were just like, Hey, let's play a game of this. And they brought out the board game. I'm like, Oh, I'm not forcing it. You know, you know, it's time to go get the tree. You know, well, some, you know, might be into it. Some may not, but you know, ultimately everyone goes, yeah, let's do that. You know, you know, we, we decorate, you know, Oh, okay. We'll go get some gingerbread house. And then, you know, whoever wants to do that makes the gingerbread house sort of thing. Right. Has it brought you closer as a family? You think uh, we, were, we were always pretty close to begin with. So has it brought us closer? I wouldn't say closer. It just hasn't driven us apart. So we're, <laughs> we've always been pretty good. We've always had a pretty strong love among us there. And then, you know, so it's, uh, uh, I, again, it's, it's, Besides the weirdness, it's kind of going outside the, uh, say, our four walls of our home and our family and understanding that when we go into the world, our our interaction is pretty similar to what it has been. 
you know, they, they grow older and they're changing as children and, and maturity, you know, like my, I, you have a nine-year-old, I have a 10-year-old who's like, you know, going on 14 or 15 as far as her, and she's a little girl as far as like, oh, gosh, I want to dye my hair pink now, daddy. I'm like, great, grab the dye, I'll dye your hair pink, right? You know, we all went through that phase. What do you call it? You want to go purple now? Let's <laughs> purple this weekend, <laughs> you know? Um, do you still consider yourself a rad dad? <laughs> well, you know, you always... <laughs> You could say, I guess, in, in the perspective, like, say, you know, Caden, even the drummer, the 17 year old, is now 18. He has a girlfriend now. So it's like he comes in and goes, Your family's different than ours. Right. So I get that more when, you know, you see outside influence. We just think, you know, I'm, I'm a dad. Right. And I guess uh, I, I, a lot of dads don't play in rock and roll bands, and a lot of dads don't make music and do it what I do. So in that particular sense, I go, okay, maybe, yeah, I'm a rad dad in that sense, but it's kind of a, yeah, I don't know. You, you look at your kid, but they look at you and just, you know, no, you're just the cringeworthy father or parental figure that everyone would probably look at. And, you know, I, so, but, you know, my, 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 you know, even though they go, you're not, you're not the same as the other dad's dad, you know, like you know, compared to what you kind of do or, or do with us or what we do with you and our interaction is, sort of odd, like even Caden, the 18 year olds, like, yeah, we've got a relationship that most 18 year olds don't have. And we talk very straight, all of us there. And that's what we get when they, when you tend to see when they get a girlfriend and then they kind of go, oh, you guys just talk about everything, right? Like around the table and that, like, we don't dress stuff up. We just talk and, oh, the concept's this. Okay, let's talk about that. This is what it means, da, 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 you know? So, yeah, okay, I'll say I'm a rad dad. It's a rad dad. Is that what you want? Yeah, I, I, I listened to the, our interview a year ago, and I wanted to, to see what your answer to that question was. And I couldn't remember. <laughs> and then, uh, I, so I probably danced around it there, too. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, along, I just, you, you kind of touched on it. You talked about the cringeworthy kind of piece there. Um, yeah. do, do you ever, um, do, do your boys in the band ever kind of, say anything to you like oh we're in a, in a band with my dad how do you think they, they are with their friends like do they get well, it, well the funny thing is is their friends they don't really talk about their music and what they do like Jarrett and Caden went through it and it would be like sort of like something yeah this guy's a kick-ass drummer and he you know he's you know, like a, he plays, you know, like John Bonham now, if you wanted to, right? He'll put on John Bonham album and play the whole thing, right? It's just like, but he won't tell anyone he's, you know, played shows and been out there. So unless they sort of discover it, well, Caden's pretty kick-ass drummer. Listen, this recording is like online sort of thing, right? Or on Spotify, et cetera. So they don't really talk about what they do much. As far as that whole cringe where, they, yeah, it's sort of, it, you know, like they, that's sort of the thing where we look at it we all think we make good music and we all think we're a good band. Like we try to transcend beyond the family band part of it there. Right. Like it's like either we make good music or we don't. Right. So that, you know, even Caden's like, we listened to something the other day and goes, because we're a pretty kick-ass band. You know, like they, they believe that we, we play good, good music. Right. Like they think that and sure. And then the other part is, yeah, it's cringy people. You know, we we appreciate that people probably go, oh yeah, well, Partridge family, you know, family band, dad with his kids. You know, I think a lot of the time is people usually hear that and think that, then they put it on and go, really, that's a dad and two kids? Because it's you either judge it or you don't on what you hear, right? And we're not like going, oh well, the kids are going, kids either know how to play or not play. Dad needs to bring it or not bring it at the end of the day, and the song needs to hang together, right? So. Yeah, there's a, we, we kind of see the balance of both of that, you know, and I encourage them like, you know, Caden, you know, go jam with your friends, go play music, go do, 
other stuff of that. Jared, go do that. And we'll always be family and get together and do our music and that sort of thing. So we don't have to worry about that sort of thing, right? You go off and do something at a certain point. There's windows. I may have talked this last time. There's windows. And there's a window where we're hitting a five-year window, which even with most bands, that's usually the window of most bands, right? Uh, even last two, three years in that. And the fact that, you know, we're hitting a five-year window, we've recorded four albums and we have another album that we're ready to record as well. Probably we'll do that in August. You know, Caden's going to go off to university. Jarrett's going to go off to university in Ottawa. So there's going to be that time where they're going to go off and do those things. We'll be hitting six or seven years. Can we get together and do projects? Will we still be father and sons? Yes. We're not at a point where we hate making music together or we don't think we're making good music together. I think you'll see it take different forms. Like I mentioned earlier in that. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of it as far as a band and the dad point goes. Cool. So let's just wrap up here and let's kind of yeah. go back to the, to, so the live album, is that, is that something that, so you, you did, you've done the recording, the live sessions, you've been throwing them on the YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. So you're going to take, is it going to be like kind of like the best of those and just throw Yeah, them? exactly. So we've got, like that's I said, the album. first one, first one is the first two albums. Second one is the EP and the third album that released last year. Fourth one is new songs that we haven't recorded at all. And songs from this get go thing that we told you about uh, and then, yes, yeah, so we're going to take it. We've got, we've already, that's our project right now. So I just talked to the guy yesterday who he, uh, he's going to remix and just kind of give it a, a nice sheen of, of, you know, like with the guy at the studio where recorded, did it, but he's going to kind of like go here. It is a bit more beefy for the live album sort of sound. Same, same, same tracks. We're not changing the tracks or anything. He's just going to remix them and that and maybe balance out things we like a bit more. And we're going to release that as a 15 song sort of, greatest hits of these three sessions that's exactly what we're going to do probably see that in april okay april the next the last one we're releasing one in uh, november december january and then i'll release that one either march april as far as the live album goes and are you, th are you thinking of doing like a vinyl or anything like that or is it more just i think this one will be a strictly stream one just in the sense that you know we are going to probably weight it heavier to things that we haven't released before like probably 50 percent, 60 70 percent will be songs that you're not getting on hey you want to hear the live version or you want to go get the studio version right like you know and the the earlier albums in that we represent pretty close to what we do on the album and when we play live we're gonna we actually play live to reproduce what we're doing is what i'm saying so uh but i, I just thought you're better we'll just throw on some songs that you know you, you haven't heard this here's us rocking them live sort of thing so yeah uh stream to begin with I think, you know, and if, if, if people like that, then we could, I put everything else on vinyl, but I'll probably just, this one will be a scream only sort of album. Okay. And what about the get, the get goes one? Is that, is that something you can do separate or you kind of mix it? Well, that one, we actually want to make an animated film to go over top of it. Right. So that's where that project's going there. What we want it to be, you're watching it is like a movie soundtrack and that, uh, I'll send you a link to it, okay? After this goes, I'll send you, you can listen to it that. And it fits that we want to actually, I've got a friends who work in animation and yes. film and that. So we want to work. And the cover is uh, cartoon characters of yes. us. And actually the, there's another character called Johnny who's, who gets the big head. And that's actually a representation of me at like 24. Okay. <laughs> it's based on a picture there. Like that's who the artist used. They 
got me as the one guitar player looking like me now. And then the other one is me with curly hair and no beard <laughs> sort of thing. Right. So that's that. And then uh, we were going to want to represent that in sort of uh, an animated short. There's like a, you know, it's almost like they're being interviewed on the radio and stuff like that. So that'll be that project. And that, that actually takes a bit longer. So we're, we're going to not that we're not really worrying. You might, we'll do this. We're doing Like I said, another recording of straight up rock and roll album, like no concept, no, nothing like yeah. that, like yeah. eight or nine songs. We we're going to record that and start doing that in August of next year. So, well, so hopefully we'll see where the animated part, it takes a little longer to do a project like that. Uh, I have a meeting over Christmas time with the lady who's kind of, she, that's what she does for a living is manages making uh, animated films and that, and her to kind of talk about, this is what this is. Just want to make sure you're not, you know, start this and going down the wrong, wrong road. So I like to tap into people with expertise before I just blindly fall into it. But that, again, that'll be a project that could be, over the entire sort of year. So later, later next year, you might see that or probably even 2022. Nice. Cool. I like that. I love those sort of projects that, uh, yeah. you know, it's like this, this creative kind of flow that you have, like yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's inspiring. And that's kind of why we're, we're chatting with you. Okay. Last question. Any, any words of wisdom out there for, you know, dads or parents dealing with this pandemic and you know, how to get through it maybe, uh, you know, keep it cool. <laughs> Uh, spread the love, you know, like I kind of gave this whole analogy at one point, we, we, we came to Canada or some people did and your forefathers did. And if they came here a long time ago, they went, sat up in a log cabin and during the winter time, they were completely cut off, right? They sat in this log cabin, whatever food they had grown, they were, it was cabin fever, right? And you get put in this place and it snowed and they didn't see anyone and they didn't go out and no, 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 you know, we got to sit in these modern houses with the internet, et cetera, et cetera. And besides, okay, I don't get to go out to a concert. I don't get to go out and eat meals at a restaurant. And I don't get the, you know, like the social aspect of it there. We have all modern conveniences to kind of do this, right? Uh, you know, read a book, uh, take your memory off into that one. Uh, you know, like uh, if you get bored, if you watched all the shows on television and such, and do a creative project, et cetera. Just, you know, just maintain, maintain the love, maintain the maintain the balance there and, and keep the perspective, have a deep breath and go, is it really that bad? We're in a pandemic. We're not in a war. People aren't blowing up our houses and bombing us. And I, I don't know. I'm just more keep a bigger, longer view perspective on it. This too shall pass, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm at. It'll pass and live music will come back. And it will come back in some form and creativity will always be there. And people will make music and, I did, I did read a cool book called uh, The Death of the Artistic Class, which has talked about how this stuff has kind of happened uh, over the last 20 years where the devaluing of, of, of people who made uh, make a living uh, doing art and that these technologies that were supposed to free them up uh, has actually been a death. You know, the content is, is worth zero, whereas the platforms make money. But, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. So I won't go off on that tangent with you. So oh, that's uh, super interesting. I'm going to definitely check that out. Yeah, check that one out. You know, uh, and, and he talks about, you know, he talks about media. He talks about film. He talks about uh, copywriters. He talks about newspapers. He talks about music. He talks about labels. He talks about uh, how we get music and how we get culture. We used to go down and you'd go to the club or you'd go to that record store and that guy would go, hey, you into that? Check this out, right? Whereas now it's like, you pull up Spotify or something like, based on what you like, here's a regurgitation of what you must also like, you know, or something else that's been paid and pushed forward to you. How do you find there? You know, we have, 
it's like the phone book. We don't phone every number in it. How do we know what number we're phoning, right? Like that's what's going on with, with media as well, or I mean the, the web as well, is that how are we getting stuff pushed at us? You know, so there tends to be, there's so much out there, I don't know what I'm going to listen to. So that consequently, or everyone in his, his dog has a band, so, you know, they could get garage band and they're pushing up something there. What is, you know, the cream will rise to the top. Will it? Sometimes it doesn't always, right? Who's going to help you find these things in that? So it talks about those particular things. So cool. I guess I wandered from your original question. And <laughs> yeah, okay. for you, like, so you're welcome. All connected. Okay, yeah. I'll let you go and let you enjoy the rest of your day. It was a, it was a pleasure to get chatting with you. All right, that was J.P. Wasson on the Rad Dads Show again. Thanks so much to J.P. for joining us. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook at at Rad Dads Show. And now you can look us up on YouTube for some video interviews as well, including this one. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. And you can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.